Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. You have to forgive whoever in the past has hurt you because if you don't, you carry the weight of that on you. Now, interestingly enough, when you practice forgiveness, when you practice forgiveness, your life changes. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is the space where you come each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. And you have caught us in the midst of such a beautiful season because I am sharing a lot of the tools and resources and mindset shifts I've had to experience over the last year as I've been redefining wealth for myself as uh, a now divorced woman and single mother. And so many of you have asked questions um, as I've shared the journey about what are the things I've been practically doing to rebuild my life. And today I am so excited that you have an opportunity to listen in to this interview with Vishen Lakhani. Oh my gosh, you are going to be blown away. Um, before we get into that, let me tell you what makes us different here. This is not your typical personal finance show. I actually have a degree in behavioral finance and financial psychology. And my heart, my passion, my love is to talk to you about the other parts of your life that impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. So here at Redefining Wealth, we don't just subscribe to the idea that wealth is just about money and material possessions. We lean in and we live by the original definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And so I teach from what I call the six pillars of wealth. If you wanna pick those up, go to patricewashington.com forward slash start here, and you can start to learn what those six pillars are and how you can start to incorporate that in your life. Now, before I jump into today's interview, let's get to the affirmation of the week. You know, you gotta speak positivity into your life, into your day. You gotta affirm positivity. 
gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to wealth. This week's affirmation is the pieces of my life are falling into place beautifully. All things have the power to work together for my good, even if my view is slightly obscured at the moment. The beauty of life is understanding that when I view my circumstances from a different perspective, I have the ability to reframe the narrative and reimagine the ending that suits me. Everything I have experienced must come into submission with serving my highest good because I believe that nothing has happened to me, but everything has happened for me to become the best possible version of myself. I bless the hard times just as much as I celebrate the good times. I bless my enemies just as I cherish my besties. I am grateful to have a front row seat to how the picture of my life all comes together. Declare with me today, the pieces of my life are falling into place beautifully. Today's guest is Vishen Lakani. Vishen Lakani is one of the architects of modern personal growth and the creator of Mind Valley. If you're on YouTube, you've seen Mind Valley. It's the world's most powerful life transformation platform that now boasts a following of 20 million people across 195 countries. Vision is an author of two best-selling books, including The Code of the Extraordinary Mind and The Buddha and the Badass. He is the host of the Mind Valley podcast, which has over 20 million downloads. And this podcast is ranked among the top 5% of all podcasts worldwide. Today, Vision is dedicated to innovating the Mind Valley platform with cutting edge AI technology. And he's here to discuss his latest book, The Six Phase Meditation Method. Without further ado, here is Vision Lakani. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Vision. Hi, Patrice. It's so good to be here. It is so good to have you here. So I told you a little bit before we started recording, but I was introduced to Mind Valley, all things Mind Valley, in 2014 when I started coaching with Lisa Nichols, who was my speaking coach back in the day. And I, it sounds like she might have been yours too. Oh, no. Lisa was so I did learn a lot of my public speaking from Lisa. I have so many Lisa Nichols stories, but Lisa was the person who gave me my first big break when I started. So when I was starting my festival, A-Fest, and A-Fest predates Mind Valley. Mind Valley emerged from A-Fest. I, I basically w went to a, an event that Lisa was speaking in, and I convinced her to have lunch with me. And then I asked her, I'm doing this thing for the first time, and it's completely new, and I need this incredible speaker. Would you speak? And she says, Vision, I, I adore you, but, you know, I'm basically booked so, so frequently that I only have one free weekend this year. Now, this was in 2010. And so I asked her, well, what, what, what weekend is that? And she said, she turned to her assistant, what is that? It was December 11, 2010. So I said, oh, Lisa, well, what a coincidence. That's the date we're putting on a festival in Costa Rica. I made it up on the spot. And she said yes, and the rest is history. Lisa spoke at every single A-Fest for the next, the next nine years, 
two events a year. She spoke for the, at every single one for the n- next nine years. And um, she helped me speak. She helped me learn how to speak. She mentored me as a, as, as a human being. Um, she helped me become, in a way, the man I am today. She pretty much was like my older sister. I was so grateful that as a, as a, as a man in my 30s, I had Lisa Nichols, who was older than me by about five, five, five years, like guiding me. She was helping me when I had struggles in, in business, helping me when I had struggles on stage, um, like pointing me out when I was not being, you know, the, the man I could be. So I was honored to be mentored by Lisa. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. That is incredible. And I have so much to thank Lisa for too. So this could just be a Lisa Nichols appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) We should send this to her. I will. I definitely will. Um, Lisa is the person who gave me permission to tell my full story. Because before I met Lisa, I was known as a personal finance expert and I was making my way around the country and I was speaking and I was doing okay. But I remember seeing her speak at Essence Festival in New Orleans. And I ended up backstage um, and I remember this energy when she got off stage and she walked past me. I don't think she even remembers seeing me to the side, but there was just this energetic pull of, oh my gosh, like what power. And probably uh, maybe six, seven months later, I ended up, you know, getting to have a conversation with her and working with her and she really illuminated for me the fact that I was trying to be so perfect and appear to be the expert that I was not connecting with people and letting them know the truth about my story, which I had lost everything in the recession, had a seven figure business, ended up scraping up change literally to feed my daughter and getting on welfare. And that whole climb back up, I just would skip the valley and just go from graduated from the University of Southern California with honors. And now I'm here and Lisa telling her story about her son Jelani and, you know, not enough money for Pampers and all those things. Like she was the first person, especially for me to see someone who looked like me to tell such a powerful story, but from a place of of like enlightenment and being a victor, not a victim. And that was the game changer. And I had a conversation with Lisa a week later, I ended up going on the Steve Harvey morning show. It was supposed to be one interview. Mission, I was there for four years every week <laughs> answering wow. people's personal finance questions. Wow, I, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And Lisa taught you how to tell that story. That's that's well, so she, great. She taught she me the same me the thing. Permission. She gave me the permission right. to tell the story and not be ashamed of my, because it's yeah. what got me here. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? What one one thing I learned from Lisa is that so Lisa teaches a program in Mind Valley called Speak and Inspire. It's like an introductory course to, to her wider speaking programs, uh, which I strongly recommend. I've studied, so I've studied in her for wider speaking programs. Lisa said that to quote Victor Franco, right? Um, when meaning is given to suffering, it ceases to become suffering. And one thing I learned from her is that your suffering is the breadcrumbs to your mission is the breadcrumbs to your to that which you're meant to do in your life and when you can see it as such you look back at your life and you see that there was this elegant beauty to how things unfolded what lisa said was that elegant beauty 
and we both know her story, right? To yeah. to to what happened, like being being a single black mother with twenty two dollars in her bank account and having to climb up from there. Mm-hmm. And what happened with with me? There was an elegant beauty in what happened to me, um, which we don't have to talk about. But it was this suffering that put me on my journey. But that suffering was almost the hand of God in a way, building us up into the person we are meant to be. And the beauty about having that view, and now I, I, I want to quote Michael Beckwith, um, who's another great spiritual mentor of mine. You're familiar with Michael Bernard Beckwith, yeah. right? Yeah. So Beckwith talks about Kensho and Satori. And he says, you can grow through awakening, which is Satori, moments of awakening inside when you're in a retreat, when you're meditating from a close friend. But very often you also grow through Kensho, which is grow through pain, okay. pain that will leapfrog you to the person you're meant to be. And when you start understanding that suffering can often be a way to help you get to the next level, the next time you're going through a down moment, maybe heartbreak, or maybe you're having a struggling moment at, with business, you want to understand, well, this is just a Kensho moment. There is something emerging from this. I wonder what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it makes life so much easier to move through. Because you see that life isn't happening to you. It is happening for you. Yes. We say that all the time here as well. Um, And I have to go back to a YouTube video I saw of you. It was probably from an A-Fest where you were sharing about a period of life where you were just going through back-to-back stuff. Like you found out a team member was stealing from you and uh, one of the contracts fell apart and they were just like back to back oh, yeah. um things it was a uh an amazing was... talk yeah it was an amazing yeah. talk but when you find yourself in it right so we can look back and even for me i'm recently divorced and so the last year or so has just been a lot of transition and just so many highs and lows and ups and downs right and even in it, I made a choice to divorce with dignity. So I know that I managed it a certain way because I felt like this too mm-hmm. has come to teach me something and I'm, I'm okay. Right. I'm here to learn the lessons. I'm open to it. Um, however, like five years ago, <laughs> when I was maybe in another season of like back to back things, betrayal by friends, um, betrayal by a team member, someone tried to sue me uh, for my brand name at that time there were all these things i think i handled it okay however i didn't have the same level of insight that i do today so now i can handle things with a bit more grace and ease but during that season you had already been running mind valley i think for several years yeah and then you go through this like shit storm of a season right um when you were in it, were you able to look at it in this way? Or did you have those moments where you were like, you know what? Um, I'm out of here. I'm going to just take a step back. What What was that like? And you can share some of that story. I haven't told the story in a while, but um, I'll try to remember what happened. Okay. So basically what happened is back in 2014, I went through two simultaneous like things that, that hit me. Uh, the first thing that happened is that we had a our biggest client um, went through new management. Uh, the CEO, so we had built up the Silva Method organization. Uh, so Silva Method was uh, a meditation protocol started by Jose Silva. He passed away in 1999. I became one of his top instructors, and I built up the organization. And 
um, we, I built it up to a point where it was running again. It was profitable again. And Mind Valley was the official distributor of the Silver Method programs. We had produced them. We had come up with the naming, the branding, the colors, everything. And what happened was uh, I made a stupid mistake. As I was doing all of this, I didn't have a signed contract. I had an email agreement because it, when I started out, I basically, it was just an email agreement with um, a member of Jose's family. Now, that particular member um, later in 2014 jumped in and said, ha, you don't have the agreement. I'm going to sue you. you or oh, you send me the entire business. And that business was doing about $5 million. And what I found out is that um, if I wanted to fight it, I would basically have to travel from Malaysia to Laredo, Texas, like every month to be in court. And I realized that and I had a, I, I had a three-year-old child. Um, sorry, my, my kid back then was seven years old and Eve had just been born. So I had a one-year-old daughter and I didn't want to go through that hell. So reluctantly, I, I rather than fight it, I decided to just hand her the $5 million business. And we knew it was wrong because we knew we had an agreement. It was just this stupid mistake I'd made where I didn't have a signed contract. Now, what happened um, was really bad and we had to lay off a lot of our staff because 20% of our company suddenly disappeared. And when that happens, um, all of a sudden our profitability disappeared as well. We had to lay off staff. 18 people in our office in Argentina lost their jobs. We had to shut down our entire office in Argentina because this was, was huge in the Spanish world. Um, but not only that, a second thing hit me. The second thing that hit me at that time was that now we had a hard time meeting payroll. So it was Christmas and I almost needed to sell my car just so I could meet payroll for Christmas. And then a third thing hit us. We had just moved to a new email system called Exact Target. And Exact Target got acquired by a large conglomerate. And I'm not allowed to say their name. Um, and that large conglomerate, as they were uh, integrating Exact Target into their big infrastructure, for lack of a better word, some of the technology pipes were broken. And we were wondering why our customers were no longer responding to our emails, to our offers. Turned out 40% of our emails, we had an email list of 1 million, 40% of those emails were not actually reaching the customer because this pipe was broken. Yeah. And um, um, we had to fix that. And it took five months to fix. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now... 
What I also love is that Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. So while we're going through all of this turmoil, we're unable to get to 40% of our customers for five months as we are fixing all of this, losing a business, having... um running out of cash, this, this, this technology issue. And to make things completely bonkers, I find out my COO, the guy who I thought had my back in Malaysia, was stealing from me. He had stolen over $100,000 from the company. And when I pointed this out, he, um, he made tons of trouble for us. He called up the fire department saying that our office, which is actually a, a world-recognized office, was a fire hazard. He sent the narcotics police to our office saying that all of us did drugs before starting work. All of this was nonsense. Constant interruptions while while this case was going on. We had reported him to the police and it was just chaos, absolute chaos. One year, 2014 to 2015. And, uh, but in the midst of that chaos, so many beautiful things happened. The first thing that happened was this, because I had lost that biggest client, the Silver Method, we needed a new author. And I became that new author. Lisa Nichols had been teaching me and grooming me. And so I had a, a huge body of work and I put it together. I, I had saved up a certain amount of money to put together to create working with the Silver family to have a new book on the Silver Method go out. I now took that money and I used it to get my new book out, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. That book came out in the summer of 2015. Now, that book ended up becoming the number one book in the world. I'm not talking about number one in the meditation category or the self-help category. In 2017, it hit the number one spot in Amazon for all books, literally the number one book in the world. I overtook Hillary Clinton, J.K. Rowling, Tolkien. It became the number one book in the world. And that book suddenly caused thousands of people to discover mind value. All of a sudden, we have this massive, massive, massive infusion of new members. All of the problems I had, the problem with losing my biggest product, the silver method, well, that caused me to see that I was my biggest product. I didn't have to, to, to promote a six, uh, like a 60-year-old meditation program. I had enough wisdom, knowledge, tools, authors, experience to produce something of my own. And that took off and that made me vision. The speaker, the author, I now am on my way, hopefully to a third New York Times bestseller. And my, my meditation, the six-phase meditation has, has blown up. But at the same time, all of those problems resolved itself. That exact target issue with the technology, mm-hmm. it resolved itself. And all of a sudden, the technology was working super tight again. And this time, we had the wisdom and the knowledge to bring in the right engineers. And so our tech just clicked with the silver method I became the new author. And the funny thing is, in 18 months, that that lady who took the business away from me 
she destroyed the entire business. She didn't know how to run it. And the Silva family came back to me in 2016 and said, hey, we are so sorry this happened. We want to give you the business again. So the Silva Method business is now back in Mind Valley, and it's booming again. This time with me as the author, with me as the face. So my name really started getting out there. It's like the universe reshuffled things and took me, who was the person behind the scenes, and put me as the person in front of the spotlight. From that, that person who had stolen from me, I realized I need to, to establish an office in Silicon Valley. And we hired a top-notch CFO in Silicon Valley. Her name is Jenny, and she's the former CFO of Evernote. And she now runs our entire finance department. Our CMO, likewise, is based in Miami. Uh, so we've built this team that is now in Europe and the USA, and they are like rock solid. And the business is growing so much on autopilot that mm -hmm. I basically have the time to get my books out, to look at new opportunities, to look at new ways of growth. I no longer have to work 60 hours, 60 to 70 hours a week, bit by bit by bit. Everything that was wrong with my life that I could not see corrected itself. We became, I became an author. The business became truly international on secure foundations. Our technology got fixed. And then to put icing on top of this cake, in 2016, I discovered a new way of teaching called Quest that became the basis of Mind Valley. I remember when we created this Quest, one of the first ones we, we one of the first teachers we brought up was Lisa Nichols. And Quest blew up and the business grew in revenue by more than 500% between 2016 and where we are today. Oh my gosh. Vision, that is incredible and so inspiring, I'm sure to anyone who's listening, myself included, who feels like they're in one of those seasons where they could say, you know, kind of when it rains, it pours, that, that saying that, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But I also, I told my coach the other day, I said, the frustration that I'm having right now in my business, I know it's an invitation to take a step back and just look at everything. And I felt like clean house like clean house, simplify, streamline, and really take a look. And when I started to do that, like kind of clearing clutter, so many things became apparent. Like so many opportunities became apparent. Like, wait a minute, this is where your focus should actually be. But you've been so busy out there on the road doing all the things that you didn't make time to see it. And it wasn't until you get to a point of frustration that you can like, okay, I think frustration is an invitation to just take a look at your life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And to figure out what newness might emerge from this. Yeah, absolutely. When I started podcasting, I had nothing. No fancy equipment, no cover art, no theme music. I just had this burning desire that I was supposed to use my purpose of helping people redefine wealth in the podcasting space. And so with some intentional planning, I launched what became the Redefining Wealth podcast in just three weeks. That was four years ago. And today, the Redefining Wealth podcast has over 9 million downloads. We've interviewed everyone from celebrities to entertainers to authors and thought leaders. We've been featured everywhere from Success Magazine to Cosmopolitan and even Good Morning America. Now, why do I share all that? Because I'm not special. The truth is, this started with leaning into my purpose and being willing to use my voice in a powerful way. And I bet that there's something that's calling you as well. 
something that you need to use your voice to amplify in the marketplace. So I want to help you do that. If you're finally ready to use your voice and launch a podcast that aligns with your purpose, I want to invite you to check out my intentional online training, Podcast with Purpose. You can find out more details at podcastwithpatrice.com. That's podcastwithpatrice.com. Your purpose deserves to be amplified, and I want to help you do that. Okay, so let's get into the six phase meditation method um, because I do, I am familiar with the uh, Jose Silva kind of right. method. If I'm, and if I remember correctly, um, the thing that really stood out to me is it wasn't just about passive meditation, it's about right. active meditation, right? And mm -hmm. I remember <laughs> many years ago trying to figure out how to meditate. I would always hear about meditation is so good. Meditation is so good. And I would struggle with this idea of clearing my mind. I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And this idea right. that you're supposed to just be, <laughs> there should be nothing in your head and you should just be sitting there. And of course, for the average person, you start to meditate vision and everything pops in to your head. It's like, did I load the laundry? Are there dishes in the sink? What time do I have to pick my kid up? Like All the things start to happen. Can you break down the difference between passive and active meditation? And I would love for you to also share how you actually discovered meditation. Right. So, so active meditation versus passive. Okay. So many people in America are used to thinking of meditation as a passive act, clear your mind, clear your mind, focus on your breath. And, and that's okay. That's a, that's a type of meditation that does that, but really, I'm a big fan of active meditation. Active meditation is where you take whatever you want in life and you focus your meditation in giving you that. You're solving problems or you're attracting new visions, new solutions. Active meditation is never about clearing your mind. It's utilizing your mind to create and craft the world that you want. So the sixth phase is a layering on of six different active meditation protocols, layer over layer over layer. To, to in such a way where each protocol takes two minutes, but each protocol is proven by science to create a profound impact on your body. And if you do these six protocols, sorry, profound impact on your body and mind and spirit, when you do these six protocols, you just show up in the world in a new way. And these protocols have been huge uh, in terms of, of the impact they've had in the world. And so we started seeing all of these incredible case studies emerge. Reggie Jackson of the LA Clippers, uh, he started doing the six phase. There's a beautiful interview with him uh, on my Instagram. Miguel, the R&B star, well, he's, he gave an interview to Billboard magazine about how he does the six phase before going on uh, to do a concert. Um, we are seeing this in sports people. We're seeing this in, in athletes. We're seeing this in it, with entrepreneurs. But basically, the reason it works is because these six phases are all proven to cause a magnificent effect on your state of being in tiny doses of time without boredom. And the reason it's fast is also because that removes the boredom and also because we're busy. So the protocol takes 15 minutes. Each phase is about two minutes, but in overall, it takes 15 minutes because there's a time you spend going in, there's a time you spend coming out. Now, the first phase is compassion. It's about expanding your heart to create this feeling of unity with all people and all life around you. The reason for compassion is because it has a healing effect on your body, but it also improves the quality of all of your relationships. We then go to phase two, which is about gratitude and appreciation for your life and also appreciation for who you are and, and the person you've become. 
Now, the difference between compassion and appreciation is this. If you simply are appreciative and grateful for who you are without compassion for other people, well, that seems a little bit narcissistic, doesn't it? I'm amazing, but those people. But if you can start with a basis of compassion, the difference between, so another podcast host the other day asked me, well, Jay Shetty asked me, how do you not get narcissistic if you are appreciating yourself? Well, it's because compassion is what you start on. You start by sending your love to everyone in all light, by really becoming the kindest person you can be. You're appreciating everyone. Then you appreciate yourself. This is a balance of the healthy, healthy ego and great compassion. Now, with these two phases, you are in such a juicy, delicious state. You leverage, you go on to the third phase. And this is really important, forgiveness. Forgiveness is super, super, super important. You have to forgive whoever in the past has hurt you because if you don't, you carry the weight of that on you. Now, interestingly enough, when you practice forgiveness, when you practice forgiveness, your life changes. Have you noticed how much, how Lisa has seemingly gotten younger over the last Mm. 10 years? She's transformed. You look at pictures of her 10 years ago and pictures of her like four years ago. She looks like a different woman. And she told me part of that was forgiveness. I've gone through my health transformation as well. We went through our health transformations actually around the same time. Uh, We both lost a massive amount of weight. We both literally reversed our aging. And for both of us, forgiveness was, was one of those practices. Forgiveness has been proven to have an incredible effect on your body. Sleep gets better. Back pain seems to disappear. Heart health you know, uh, improves. Um, endurance goes up. And, and not only that, but anxiety, depression, the, the odds of all of those hitting you start going lower and lower and lower. It's basically this, this incredible, incredible, healthy practice in multiple dimensions of being. And scientists are only just beginning to, to dive in, but the studies have been amazing. One of the most interesting studies showed that forgiveness is the protocol that most seems to get you to the brainwave states that are comparable to monks who have spent 20 to 40 years meditating. Uh, specifically, they measured the brainwave states of Zen Roshi monks. This was done at Dave Asprey's uh, um, 40 Years of Zen Institute. And they found that these monks have a unique brainwave pattern and forgiveness gives you that pattern. And so it seems to be this wonder drug without actually having to put anything in your body simply by running a script in your head. And that's what I find fascinating about the sixth phase and these three phases. You're literally running a script in your head you're not spending any money on anything, but this script, this thought process is improving and transforming you. Now, the first three phases are all about your health, your wellness, about bliss, but then you get to phase four and phase four is about action. Phase four is where you see an aspect of your life three years ahead and you make that a reality. You literally bring that into, into reality. Phase five is where you command your perfect day and phase six is where you give a prayer to God, whatever, whoever, whatever type of God you believe in, you pray to God for the support and the help to make everything else that you just looked at in your six-phase meditation come true. You, you're literally saying, God, I've been a compassionate human being. I'm appreciative of everything you've given me. I've forgiven anyone who has hurt me because that is your way. This is my vision for what I want to bring into my life and into the world three years out. I ask for your blessing for this day. 
do I have your support? That's it. That's the sixth phase. And it has an outsized approach. What I mean by outsized is it seems so simple, but the, the impact it has on people's lives is massive. And it only takes 15 minutes. I love this. I absolutely love this. There's so many elements of this that I know I practice or incorporate, but I'm telling you my morning, <laughs> my morning ritual, and you can tell us too, I'm assuming that this is a, like a morning practice that you suggest, well, right? We recommend you do it. We recommend you do it in the morning, right? Because it's focused on the day ahead, but you can also do it in the evening focused on the next day. And, um, and what, what I'm sharing is a tiny overview. The book goes deep into the exact eight-step forgiveness protocol, the exact protocol for manifesting, the exact concept uh, by Michael Beckwith on communing with spirit. And so there, there's a lot in there, uh, right? And, and the book is, you can get it on Amazon, the six-based meditation method. Um, but just a quick tip, if you get the book from mindvalley.com forward slash the letter six, there's a huge bonus. You get the Mind Valley Meditation app with 500 meditations. And that's oh. really, really, really powerful. Oh, good. You guys will definitely link to that in the show notes. Um, so much of this, I I completely resonate with. And one of the ones that really stood out to me when I was first kind of perusing the six phase meditation was a vision for your future. Um, yeah, that idea. And I still need to learn the protocol from the book, which right. I'm getting to. But that idea um, I think about that when I have something big for work coming up or I'm getting ready to speak on the stage. I usually see myself on the stage before I'm on the stage. So right. that vision of what it looks like, what it feels like, usually I can tell someone if they suggest like, oh, you should say wear red. I'm like, no, in my vision, I had on blue and some pants. <laughs> like, I'm like, so I'm looking in my closet. It literally is a thing that helps me like prepare because I've already seen myself give the talk mm -hmm. in my meditation. I've already seen how it goes. I've already seen people clapping or standing or being right. emotional or whatever comes about. And I always tell my clients in the speaker training that I do command the stage, the first time you see that audience shouldn't be when you get on the stage. Like you should see yeah. and feel that experience well before you actually get on the stage. Do you have that experience as a speaker as well? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's so funny you're saying that. Um, yeah, Lisa Nichols and I produced a program together called Creative Visualization. It's, it's and so me, me and Lisa, this was one of our projects together. And one of the first audios we did in that is an audio for speakers who want to see themselves getting on the stage. I teach the protocol and Lisa narrates the audio that guides you into seeing that there's a powerful truth in seeing and feeling that which you want to experience. But the trick is this, you got to bring an emotion. And why I, I, I work with Lisa on this is because I haven't found anyone better at just generating emotion simply through the words and the way she guides you through this approach. And that's what you're doing in two minutes, literally only takes two minutes, in two minutes in phase four of the sixth phase. So let's get into the mastering your day for a second, um, because I know in my communities, I lead a group called Platform Accelerated. And I know one of the things is, especially as busy moms and women, uh, have a whole vision for the day. And then kids are sick, you know, extra right. people are ringing the doorbell, you're working from home, it becomes chaotic. And mastering your day, is there any piece of this that reminds you to tap back in? Like meaning as the day goes on, if it does not go the way that you envisioned or the way that you planned, 
is there another piece that uh, invites you to like recenter yourself in the midst of maybe a chaotic day? Yeah. So when, so the, the concept of mastering your day is inspired by Esther Hicks and a protocol in her, in her books. And it's called segment intending. And it's basically, you know, you play a little game with yourself. You say, you, you think of your day as a series of segments and you might say, well, wouldn't it be nice if today I had the most amazing breakfast, the kids were wonderful and they finished their food in time and I could get them to school with no pressure. Wouldn't it be nice if my commute to work was stress-free? Wouldn't it be nice if my, if my team was just in, in an incredible positive mood this morning? Wouldn't it be nice if I got this project done flawlessly? And you keep going and going and going. And as you go through your day, you're playing this wouldn't it be nice game, but you are setting an intention of every single segment of your day. Now, I believe when you do this, you're inviting luck to come into your day. You're playing with the power of intention. You're actually training yourself to be a manifester. And you just start expecting good things to happen. And when you expect good things to happen, there is a, a, a beautiful impact to that. Jose Silva says the key to manifesting is desire, believe, and expectancy. You must desire something, so you must set an intention. You must believe it's possible. We can all believe that we can have good days, but you must expect it to happen. If you can establish the DBE in, within your manifesting, things come true. So it's that expectancy that is really, really, really powerful. But even if something goes wrong, okay, so let's say you've programmed that you're going to have an amazing night with the family maybe making some dinner together, watching uh, something new on Netflix or playing some board games and something goes wrong. Maybe dinner gets burnt. You can still have an amazing night with the family, even if dinner gets burnt. Maybe true ordering some food and still watching Netflix. Maybe true ordering some food and still playing the board game. You, Because you've told yourself that the focus is going to be the amazing night, any little thing that goes wrong will not hold you back from that intention. It's the brain's reticular activating system. You can believe in the law of attraction, but you can also believe and understand that science-wise, there's a concept called that reticular activating system, the RAS in the brain. And the RAS is the goal-setting mechanism of the brain. It's what allows us to, to hunt, what allows us to find our goals. What in, psycho in psychology, the most common explanation of the RAS is this. If you buy a white Volkswagen, you will start noticing other white Volkswagens on the street because your brain has something to notice. You're telling your brain what to notice. And even if you burn dinner, right, your brain is going to go, yeah. good time with the family. And there are many ways to create that good time. And so I found that as I started practicing this command the day, it creates a feeling that is best described. And the quality here is called equanimity. It means that even in the midst of chaos, you can be calm and present and loving and peaceful and blissful. And that to me is a pretty damn good way to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is literally the Lisa Nichols show because I have to say this. One of the things that I say on the podcast all the time is that I'm committed to the vision, not attached to how I get there. And my vision for maybe different elements of my day or my life period, I'm committed that to the idea that it's going to be fine no matter what like right. it's going to be amazing so when those things happen they literally don't feel as heavy and i don't know if you experience this sometimes you know you can have for example my brother and i 
we got the call that my mom had a stroke and our reactions were completely different. My brother, I was very calm. I was talking, you know, to the family in California and okay, what can we do? And my brother was like, ah! like, I mean, just freaking out. And I understood. He's like, why don't you care? I'm like, am I, yeah. it's not that I don't care. I'm, I'm just moving through this calmly because I know she's okay. I feel it in my body that she will be fine. And so right. I'm, I'm moving through that in that way. Um, yeah. my, this is one of my last questions for you because, and then I have just some quick redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions, but because you study all of these things, how are you able to be in community with family or maybe longtime friends that don't practice these techniques, these tools, these resources, because sometimes we, as we learn and grow, it is very tempting. I love the circle of love right. and compassion, but it is tempting to become judgmental right. of friends and well, family I, that don't incorporate. Well, I, I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anyone. Um, I have members of my friends and family that maybe I knew 20, 30 years ago. Some of them are deep into this practice. Uh, of continuously growing themselves, some are not. I don't judge them because I don't, I don't believe, I do not believe that you have to stay with the same group of people. As you grow, as you evolve, you have to continuously connect with people that you feel connected to. It doesn't mean that all of these people are high level or whatever. It just means that at a heart level, you resonate with them. And so I'm not in touch with anyone I went to high school with. Um, I'm not in touch with many people I went to college with. And that's okay. It's I'm not judging them. I'm just, I don't even really think about them. Um, and there are a couple that I am in touch with. And we're in touch because we have very similar worldviews, beliefs, missions. We see the world the same way. Um, and I enjoy being in their company. And if I'm with someone that I'm reconnecting with from the past and I don't enjoy being in their company. I just don't go back into their company. I agree. I find I'm not judging them. I'm not struggle. judging them. I'm not avoiding them. I just have no desire to have them in my life. I don't even think about them. I find that a lot of my clients struggle with that because it feels like, well, I'm leaving people behind. What do you say to them? Yeah. No, I think the greatest thing you can do is to focus on growing your life moving forward because that's how you're going to touch as many people as possible. You are the sum of the five people closest to you, said the late motivational speaker, Jim Rome, And I believe that. And so the five people closest to me are all people who are radiantly positive, kind, generous, super loving, and, and people I know I can count on anytime I need them. And they know the same thing about me. Yes. Oh, Vishen, you're amazing. I want to ask you these last few rapid wisdom questions. You're just going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. So here's the first one. How do you define success? Success to me is growth and contribution. It's being able to grow, to learn, to improve yourself as a human being every single day. And it's being able to contribute to the happiness and the well-being of other people. And by other people, I'm also including plants, nature, animals. Mm. You know, if like 
like one of my one of my visions for a successful life is to something that I would love to do at some point is to be able to live in a farm, raise some animals, have free time to focus on tons and tons of reading all the books I never have time to finish. And that's simplicity because I have growth through my ability to explore, to read, to meditate and contribution to be able to take care of the earth, the animals. That's a pretty damn great definition of success. Absolutely. More and more people are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, how do you define wealth in three words or less? Wealth is being able to afford the life that you desire and being able to help other people. Vision, three easily. words or less. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, afford your life. Afford your life. Okay. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? One book that has redefined how I see wealth, probably um, The Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Really? I haven't heard that one in yeah. a while. I read that a long time ago, 25 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Here's the last one. You're going to, it's a fill in the blank. You're going to say, my name is, and then to me, the truth about wealth is. My name is vision to me the truth about wealth is that it is nothing more than energy oh that's good i thought you had follow-up okay good <laughs> awesome vision thank you so much for being here um thank you. again i just want to thank you for all that you've done uh, with Mind Valley, when I think of using meditation apps or uh, going to YouTube, literally, Mind Valley is the very first thing that comes to mind and has been for probably a good seven years now. Um, and it has been so helpful um, in so many different parts of my life as I've just navigated this journey of redefining wealth. So I just want to thank you. I'm so honored. I see your name and email every day, but to get to talk to you eyeball to eyeball and just like, share this time with you has been a blessing for me. And I know the audience is gonna be blessed and we are all going to go pick up our copy of the six phase meditation method. You guys, there's no reason. It doesn't have to be hours and hours in the morning routine. Now there is an opportunity to center yourself and get clear about the day and get clear about your vision for your life in 15 minutes or less every day. I think that we all can create the space and the time to implement this method so vision thank you for being here for everyone else listen until next week i want you to go live your life's purpose continue to find fulfillment and earn more without feeling like you ever have to chase money we'll talk to you later